You're not what your MCU watch? Civil War. Good, Civil good War. recording there, right? As I bring up what I might bring up on the podcast, and then you ask me to repeat it, and now we do bring it onto the podcast. That's a smart editing move there, John. Yeah, well, now we don't have to trim off the beginning to make it sound like we did by accident, like the rest of this podcast, which we have done zero planning for, of course. You always go into it, uh, go into it free balling it. Uh, no, Cold I'm at turkey. A, exactly. Uh, I'm at Civil War in my MCU uh, first watch. I'm, I'm Interesting. Okay progress. Civil War overrated. So now you're even... now you're allowed to use the uh, the Chris Evans uh, ripping the the stump uh, meme that you shove down people's throats every time. Uh, is it Ben and Tendi like no, hits, what, a, hits a whenever, slammer? Whenever JD uh, does something well, that's one of my JD go tos. Uh, that was in like. That was either in Ultron or the first Avengers, I think. Or maybe it was, I don't know. I, I had seen that. That was in Ultron. That was in Ultron. That was uh, in the midst of, they were at, uh, they were at. Uh, Jeremy, Linda, Renner, Jeremy Renner and, Lind- by the way, Linda Carnaliti, uh, possibly, besides Idris Elba, most wasted uh, actress or a- actor or actress on any role in a movie ever. Just such like a, like, like why even get that big of a name if you're just going to throw her off to the side as um as chopped liver yes yeah oh but all the way intertwined uh, by the way intertwined in that uh thing at the house is the the all-time uh lo- love situation between uh bruce banner and uh black widow yes that is true um one of the all-time some, plot points some, in any movie <laughs> yeah some some uh, some chemistry went on there um now civil war was pretty good it was way overrated people have been Going nuts I, don't about think, that I don't think anyone like thinks that is one of the best ones, though. So I don't know. I don't know who you're oh, maybe speaking I'm wrong. to about these. I don't know. No, Winter Soldier. People think is one of the best ones. Winter Soldier was very good. Yes. Cool. So that was Fitzy's MCU update. <laughs> <laughs> good start. Yeah. Sucking down on thoughts. years in the making i remember three years ago you were like oh i heard if you watch all of them leading up to, to black panther or something if, if you start when black panther comes out leading up to infinity war if you watch like one a week you'll see all of them you're like i think i'm gonna do it I did. mr crab mr crab like uh, spongebob title card three years later <laughs> so many years later that the old narrator got bored and they had to hire a new one <laughs> well uh, i'm glad you're getting going in the mcu finally it, you're only you're right on time actually it's just getting started the best is ahead of us uh Vince, do you know what yesterday was by any chance yeah, hold on one second yeah <laughs> I know. Uh, work was great <laughs> man man i'm podcasting with my friends i'm podcasting i'm sorry <laughs> hi <laughs> God, Kals, get out of my room. God. No, Mom, I can't pause it. I can't pause it. It's an online it's game. Online. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a, I'm almost done. One more podcast. <laughs> One more podcast. <laughs> no, Mom, no, no. <laughs> yes, it's podcast AF. She wants to know when the chicken little. Oh, the chicken little. I forgot. I forgot about the chicken little episode. <laughs> When, well, what is a chicken? Should we do? Should we do a goofy movie too before we do Chicken Little? Extremely goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> that one's not nearly as good as, as Goofy. That, they go to the X Games. There's some big <laughs> brand synergy there. 
Goofy and Jackson Mahomes at the ex- at the <laughs> Olympic Games. The new hit coming to uh, PlayStation 5 launch title. Max Goof is a TikTok star, star now. <laughs> Jackson Mahomes and Terrio at the X Games. <laughs> Say, ooh. Uh, well, 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 back to the show. Uh, do, you, do you know what yesterday was? Yesterday. You're probably, you're probably aware of it. Uh, you know, it, it, it ended with a Y. The sun came up and it went down. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, it was the one day a year that you and I have to watch NASCAR because the NASCAR race decides our fantasy football draft. Uh, dude, who are your sleepers this year? Who do you, my sleepers? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Dude, can't, I got to tell you, Kirsten McCaffrey, this guy, he's going to be a great player. Dude, if he falls to you at like 10. You got to look at the ADP of this player. You got to find the values. and That's how you win. I've had a few of the mock drafts already. I do one. I do one mock draft a year. And in my one mock draft I did, there was the one person that's like, oh, let's take Sammy Watkins third overall. And just fucks up the whole thing. It's like, oh, God, whatever. Uh, King. So we had, the NAS- we had the NASCAR race to decide our fantasy draft. Uh, two side notes on that. One, kid who won the league last year got the first overall pick. There might be a rule instituted next year. Uh, kid whose driver crashed two years in a row did not crash this year. I think he ended up with a third or fourth overall pick or something. So good for him. Uh, John and Fitz, back-to-back, 10 and 11, which I fucking hate because every time you and I have a pick back-to-back, I feel I'm like... I'm going to cuck you on the turn. You just bone me on the turn. And I'm, I'm just like, totally oh, going to cuck you on like the turn. T- we're clearly reading, like, all the same shit about, like, the sleepers and stuff. And then as it comes around, you're just like, oh, I'm going to pick Lamar Jackson in the seventh round. Whereas you I'm were- like... I'm, it's like, okay, Lamar's also on my radar. I, I was just going to try to get him in the 11th round instead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, very, very bold of you to put Lamar Jackson on your fantasy radar. <laughs> it's very brave of you. I'm going I'm to have 800 words uh, in the globe on that. Uh, should, I, <laughs> should I hit up the opinion editor? Like, yeah, I yeah. think this guy Lamar is going to have a big year. The, uh, the entire time it's just going to be me and you standing with each other. Oh, fuck, good pick. Ah, oh, good pick, damn it. So, so I, I, also do, I also have to do the annual thing where I tell everyone that they have to change their team name because everybody in our fantasy league has the same team name, which is simply Jeff, Jeff. which is very difficult when making the schedule because Jeff. it does not Jeff. say Jeff. the uh, the owner of the team's name. It just simply says Jeff for all of them. So I can't – it's just Jeff everywhere. I can't tell. I, it's like it's like Negan. It's like we're, we're all Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate um, that you go through the trouble of handpicking the schedule. Especially, oh, no, I, I, run it, I run it through a generator. I just have to manually put it in. <laughs> well, that's more than most. Uh, what most managers would do, they would just let the app do it itself. Being ah, whatever. That's who you play. Well, we're you know what we're trying to have uh, fairness, and I you know I preach I preach equity in our league. So uh, people that draft near each other have to play each other more. That's how this thing works. Uh, I do. A, I do have new team name. I decided to go with John Football this year. Very simple. It's a play on John Hockey, like John Tavares. Hmm. Hey, is, your, is your picture going to be you sleeping with uh, a football blanket? And uh, <laughs> I probably could. I a, used to a Phantom Menace esque ship behind you. When I was in uh, middle school, I actually used to sleep with the football the night before the games. <laughs> Such <laughs> so, a you wouldn't, so you wouldn't fumble it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, the eagle claw go right around the tip. Uh, what is uh, what is your team name though? Yeah, I, I will be doing a uh, new team this year. I thought of it on the drive-in. I thought of this name probably two hours ago at this point when I was when I was driving back from work, listening to the album, the uh, the crux of the episode, mm-hmm. um, if you will. Uh, pretty simple. I'm sending you the team picture now. I'll find a way to crop it. Uh, imploding the Balage. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I don't even know. I do not even know what team Kalen Bellage is on. I don't either. I'm not going to draft him either, but it's funny. We have a new team this year, too. We have Dolphin Noises joining yeah, the league. We let, we let a token female into the into the league this year, just so that we can say we have a girl in our fantasy league. It wasn't because she's our friend. Yeah. yeah. It, it, we're all about <laughs> last, week was also, last week was also the time of the year where I you find out that you find out for the second time that uh, certain players are now on different teams. So, like the like the Bellage example, last week I rediscovered that both Jordan Howard and Matt Breida are on the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I remembered Howard. I de- I definitely forgot about Breida when I had my Quincy draft last week. It was the only time we could do it all together. I was like, oh wow, that that's weird. I forgot that Matt Breida is not in San Fran anymore. So we also had Christmas come early uh, this year yet again. Uh, ever do it every year? Every year the Killers release an album. It's like you get two Christmases in one year. It's not two. It's not one Christmas. Two Christmas. I know why better, I said that in a Boston that. accent. <laughs> Dude, every year you get a Maki Mock album. That's like two Christmases <laughs> one year. <laughs> uh, you get a Wahlburger. It's like Christmas. So you could have like 365 Christmases. <laughs> but so so so. Question for you: What the fuck does imploding the mirage mean? I have I have got no idea. No idea. What what is the mirage, and how does one implode a mirage if it's not there? I, I was thinking about it a little bit. I was like, all right, is it like a – because when you implode something, I don't know what the act is of imploding because you could say like maybe a relationship implodes. Um, yeah, from the inside. Yeah, so is that like is that like when you demolish a stadium? You know, in, uh, like when you when, when old old Foxborough Stadium got uh, demolished and it all falls in? Is yeah, that- that, like, like the kingdom in Seattle, that imploded. Like that was, mm-hmm. that was an internal explode that imploded. Can jet fuel implode mirages? <laughs> Steal mirages. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's well, the end of that bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one that one ran its course. We imploded that mirage real quick, but I'm um, send tweet. Uh, so uh, upon my uh, several listens to this album, the first one came in bed the night it came out. I find the bed listens leave something to be desired, so I I may. I may leave those behind in the future. So one, might know, call, one might call that the desired effect. <laughs> Ooh, uh-huh, uh-huh, that was uh-huh, uh-huh. We uh, sent tweet. When I laying in bed with headphones with these albums, it doesn't it doesn't hit the right way. So the next day, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go walk with it. So I start walking down the street, and I uh, get FaceTime bombed by Fitz while I'm in the middle of uh, listening to this album, which I did not appreciate. And you were very upset about a, a tweet of mine, I believe. Yeah. What the hell was that? What the hell was what? Your, your bad tweet saying that you liked it more than Hot Fuss. So, would you like me to elaborate on that? Yeah. Elaborate the hell out of it, dude. So, uh, since you and I had that conversation, that was Friday. So, I've had a 72-hour... A, one, a one-sided conversation, mind you. I, I I put you in the headlock that entire time. Yep. You you FaceTime bombed me, like as I said. Uh, so... <laughs> I've had 72 hours to sit on this take and the more I have thought about it, the more you realize it's bad, the more I have come to the conclusion that I'm really, really right about this. You have got kick rocks. Like one album has three songs that the entire other album is better than. Oh, no. Like, I don't like the, like if we're going to, I mean, the age of analytics, my friend. What do you think? Do you do you think Billy Bean is a uh, is a hot fuss or a imploding the mirage guy? 
John, batting average doesn't matter anymore, Anderson. <laughs> What's the plus minus on a uh, hot fuss? You got to look at the BABIP of imploding the mirage. It's due for positive regression. I'm telling you, it's going to unbat like not enough BABIP luck. I don't know the Corsi of caution though, because it comes out and then a month later it rips into the top forty out of nowhere. You look at imploding the mirages baseball savant page, and you look at the underlying met- metrics like the uh, X-weighted OBP and the exit velo barrel rate on my own soul's warning. Are you kidding me? Let's put it this way. Hot Fuss likes to run into eight-man boxes a lot, but Imploding the Mirage runs into it, except Kyle Shanahan is the offensive coordinator. So they have uh, they, they, they scheme it up well. They Fire. Sk- <laughs> Fire and Bone has incredible spin rate on their breaking stuff. <laughs> It's it's led to a, a huge jump in the K percentage. So I I think I think I think this time will tell. I think you're wrong. And, and the, the truth prevails over time. But as of now, as of today, August twenty fourth, two thousand twenty, Hot Fuss is the killer's third best album, and it oh makes me proud God. to say that. I'm giving you a swirly next time I see you. Are you? I don't think any Jerry would 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 prosecute me on that or find me guilty whatever it is. I will yeah, say it's no, a very whatever. it's a very bubblegum album though. Except every song like okay. Is does does his wife get a writing credit at some point? Every single song's about her. Every single one. Even though they they just hold like the last album also was completely about her. Yeah. But they, they did the whole marketing media tour with it where they like wouldn't shut up about that it was about her. And then this one it's like they aren't really saying it but like Oh, I love my wife. I love my wife. <laughs> like, is that, like, why was imploding the marriage? Are they getting divorced? <laughs> well, he, uh, is throwing, he is throwing caution. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, so let's, let's rip through this. Let's do, uh, like I said, Walking Dead, 10 in, 10 out. Nothing planned. So let's, let, let's see how this goes. Uh, so we'll start at track one. This was the eighth single, I believe, on this, on this album. That bit yeah, only that, really works that, that's for 1975. Thing. Before but. we go, but yeah, right. Yeah, the, the, the 1970, <laughs> this is a big 1975 move. But the Killers do it too. Before we start, they release like half the album as singles to start it off. Like, it, like well, some of them, some of them the are. Excite- yeah, some that? of them, some of them aren't like that traditional single thing. It's more of like, which I believe that's what the 1975 was as well. It's where it's like they just like put it on Spotify, but it's not necessarily like a single release. Like I think I don't think. I don't know if it was Fire and Bone, like, technically. I guess that yeah. was, but, like... Or maybe it was, like, the B-side or whatever it might, but it's still on the I album. I definitely still... don't, like... I, I, I do prefer, like, that was why it was cool when the Taylor Swift album came out, which, by the way, we're not going to do what we do when Taylor Swift releases albums and just run out the clock on the episode and not actually review it, but title it for uh, search engine optimization reasons. We're actually going to do this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the... Like, I don't like listening to it the first time. Like, it is, it is cool to see how they fit into the narrative of uh, the front to back there. Yeah. But I, I hate being like, oh, you know, here's a song I already heard, but I can't just skip it because I want to see how it goes in place. Then I'm like, oh, but that, now I get one new song, but I know the next song is coming up next. And then it's like, oh, now I have four in a row that I haven't heard. Like, that's good. I wish the, I wish I could just do the whole album that way. And we'll get into that album narrative thing, I'm sure, as the review, review goes on, because I have some things to say about it. Um, what I thought of songs and how they fit into the album. Um, but it, it does, it is kind of annoying, like you just mentioned, that the Killers or the 1975, they released so much beforehand. And it's nice when you get it, but when the actual drop album drops, you're only getting like five, six new songs. I mean, the 1975, the latest album had 45 songs on it. So yeah, you had a fair amount of new stuff, but also half of that was just musical interludes. 
Um, so double-edged sword there. But all in all, before we get started, general thoughts on the album. I'm not as hot on it as you are, but I do like it. So let's dive into, honestly, the best song in the album. Is so the so I was going to say that. I mean, to, uh, toward towards the back, I was probably going to say, like, oh, best, worst song, whatever. I think maybe right now it's not my it's not like my number one right now because it's also been out for two months and i've done everything possible that one could do as an activity while listening to it so it's 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 really sunk in and the the newness of it is not there but i do think in a couple months like maybe when i stop listening to it uh 900 times a day that it will sort of come full circle that my own soul's warning the opener is clearly the best song on it and it's probably not even close you doing a whole bunch of activities like you're just running to it, drinking some beers to it. Great drinking song. Uh, yeah, you, I, you, I, you, you you imploded a twelve pack of mirages to the song. <laughs> is there For a beer you, called mirages? There should be. Well, maybe we can make our own or find it, and that'll be the official. Oh, oh, cut this! Cut this! Cut this! Cut this! We're gonna get the uh, or else the trademark, the trademark, uh, mm. the trademark squatters. That dude who has all of the possible. Uh, mascot names for the washington football team is going to squat on our uh killer's beer idea the washington mirages <laughs> <laughs> we should call that drinking imploding some mirages like I, I know i tweeted it the other day but for those who didn't see it and are listening right now which for i don't the know patreon subscribers um, yeah i don't know how much of that the venn diagram that is our twitter followers and people who listen mm-hmm. um that's what we're gonna call drinking beer we're gonna come over friday night close some mirages together <laughs> so I will say that this is so the the killers have a they have they have a crowded uh sort of pantheon of front uh album openers like a lot of them are really really good because all of them are like I think they learned their lessons so the last album they didn't have that they didn't have like the come out of the gates screaming uh album opener like they do on every other album uh Jenny was a friend of mine Sam's Town losing touch I guess isn't come screeching out the open it's a good song i love uh, that song I, I'm, I'm i like that song higher. too yeah. i think uh battleborn or sorry not battleborn flesh and bone and then if you count sawdust i think tranquilize is like is kind of like that too um so but but i don't think aside from depending on what you, i don't think you agree with me but like sam's town is my favorite killer song it's also the first uh song on the album sam's town so i think that's the best song on the album a lot of people would say jenny's the best song in hot fuss but this may be as far as the consensus goes, this may be the first first track to also like clearly the best song on the album as well. No, this is hands down. I mean, there's some good songs after it, but this is hands down the best track on the album. This is quintessential killers. This is um, hints of Battleborn you get in there. Hints of Sam's Town with that like and that just general just song that needs to be blasted on a concert speaker at a big arena or festival. This is quintessential Brandon. Ronnie killing it. This is this is what the, you this is you buy the ticket to the killers to hear a song like this. This is why you listen to this band. This is them at their best. This their element. This is an elite killer song. This is I'm not I may not say 10 right off the bat. I'd say 15. I'd be comfortable calling this at least a top 15 killer song. I overall. do think so. I believe I said at the time, uh, via group via text to you that this is the best song in their last two albums. Yeah, um, um, the only one I would I would probably uh, bring forward to contend with that is probably t- no pun intended to contend with it. Uh, Tyson B. Douglas, I would say. Well, the only ones I'd have step into the arena to drop the gloves with it are Tyson V. Douglas. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> ding ding. 
Uh, yes, that's also, my joke. That's also probably my favorite. Congrats. <laughs> you explained my joke to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the next song is Blowback. Uh, Blowback might be in the running for worst song on the album. I don't want to say, but, 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 I have to say that it's, it's vocabulary. The word worst technically means at the bottom, but they're all good. I'd say, uh, I'll, I'll note the other, I think there's three total that I would put in that, but I do like Blowback. It is, it's kind of a country-y song. Yeah. Like it's, it's got the the twang, it's got the twang on it. Took the words right out of my mouth. It's not like a Luke Bryan kind of country, but it, it is kind of that twangy. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Um, no, it, and this is way better than like the clock was ticking for Brandon Flowers' country inspired music. <laughs> I that love sucks. that song. That song stinks. Hey, um, <laughs> no, this is this is. I, I do like the twang, the country elements. I, I noticed that too. It's. I mean, it's not like it's subtle or anything like that. People who pay attention to how actually music is made. And if they're listening to this right now, I'll probably facepalm in themselves just hearing two schmucks talk about it. Uh, I think country part of it's pretty good, man. I, I, I kind of reminds me of like some like old country <laughs> rock stuff. Um, I disagree with you calling this up, but I also have three songs that I would probably put towards the bottom of the list uh, myself. This is not one of them. Uh, I would probably put this middle of the pack, but I do like it. It's a solid track too. And it, it leads you up to the next two songs that are fantastic as well. I, I like this. And it does. It sets the precedent. A, a lot of the songs on this album, like start slower and then like just some funky ass bass kicks in. And then it just like really gets going. You're like, I see you. You guys, great bass put, album. you guys still putting out good shit. Tw- oh, best, best bass album. Also take a mind. Best bass album of theirs. I'd have to think about that. I don't know off the top of my head, but it is a very good bass album. I had a bass friend uh, confirm that to me, who knows more about bass than I do. <laughs> Even though this blowback song doesn't have like isn't the bass mm-hmm. highlight, it's still it's a great song. By the way, did Br- I think Brandon uh, came out as having a micro penis in this song because he says everything's about his wife, right? Says something about sucking on a tic tac in here. <laughs> uh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> and it also is a cool ending too. I think a lot a lot of these songs have sort of like. If, if the song was a graph with an x-axis and a y-axis, one being time, one being gnarliness of album, it, or of song, it would go up. Imploding the stonks. <laughs> so uh, after that, we get... That, I'm going to have Kalen Bellage, and then the second face is going to be the stonks guy. <laughs> uh, and then we get Dying Breed, which this song, there was a clip of it put on Instagram like a year ago. And Reddit has flipped out about it ever since, and they finally released it. And it follows that same thing, like I said. Like it starts slower, and the part it has a it has a weird strong uh, uh, structure. There are two verses before there's even a chorus, I think, and then it yeah. just ends with two choruses. And it is like it. This is another one of those songs that, like, when they eventually someday play this live, it is yeah. going to just blow your mind. Like that this, looks, my own feels warning. That that's perfect for a kind of this song. I, I, again, it probably picks like kicks in like a minute and a half in or so. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those like when it finally does hit, you're like, "Fuck yes!" I, like, I, this I could is the see killers. this. I could see this being like one of the middle encore songs at one of their shows. Like they always end with uh, in the encore. It always ends with when you were young, unless they change uh, this formula. If, by the if, next. They, if they play 18 songs of the concert before the encore, which would be three songs, this would be like the 11th song played. I feel. So if they did, if they did, if it was on the tour for the album, they would open with my own soul's warning. Obviously mm-hmm. if they were on, if they were doing the music festival circuit, 
they may not because they switch it up a lot and they also like to just open with mr brightside at music festivals uh which is which is a move and a half but a lot of times like i've noticed in the encore that second spot is is one of the new songs and when they weren't touring an album it was this is your life but like it was the calling for example on the um the the on the wonderful wonderful tour and i think dying breed like fits it kind of perfectly like that spot because of how slow it starts as well and then it just builds up and it like gets the adrenaline going crescendos up and then they and then they just and then they just uh they come back and they they punch you in the gut with when you were young and then they uppercut you with mr brightside (laughs) that's how i envision this going um then we get the lead single caution i feel like a dick for how i yeah, this song at the I think I think on this very program, I definitely said it at least off the air, like via text or in conversation, whatever. But oh, yeah. I think I said it on the airs of this very program, Mr. Anderson, that I was not crazy but, about yeah. this song. This kind of had a it's not living if it's not with you type of effect with me. When I first heard it's not living if it's not with you, like 14 out like months before that album actually dropped, because that's what the 1975s do- does. They wait an entire election cycle uh, before they drop the album. That that's when they dropped their singles. They they waited a noxious amount of time, uh, but the point is, when I first heard this a couple months ago, I was like, okay, like it it's fine. I, I wasn't crazy about it. In the context of the album, it, it has grown exponentially in my right. head. This is a four for four start for them. And then also the well, I have I have that uh, I have sort of a uh, complex where. I try to reinvent the wheel, and I perceive other people's not reinventing the wheel as like not hitting some sort of bar. So when I see a song called like caution and it's really just built around the phrase, like it's obviously pulled from the phrase, like set caution to the wind or whatever, except yeah. they only get, they only get through like a word of that. <laughs> they only get get through the phrase halfway. I, I always like tend to be like, ah, oh, you know, it's not, it's just kind of a normal phrase. Like it's not uh instead of just, I think there is an actual psychological word for this where you're just like trying to look for the big thing instead of just realizing that the simple thing is fine. Um, like is the case here. Uh, and Lindsey Buckingham has a fucking nasty solo. Yeah, this song. And I didn't know that until very, very recently that Lindsey Buckingham was playing the solo at the end of this. And I feel like an idiot for not picking up on that because once you know it's Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac, Mac fame, mind you, mind you, mind you, right. he was in Fleetwood Mac, mind you. Um, he was in what? The very same test. Um, no, once you know that's Lindsey Buckingham, you're like, well, Obviously, it is. That's the most Fleetwood Mac ass solo of all time. Are you kidding me? I'm like, like that. That's such. That sounds like it was. Um, that sounds like it was the first take of the ending of Secondhand News, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Now nah, let's redo it." They recorded it and they kept that second one. And then Lindsay was like, "Hey, I have this uh, sample of Secondhand News here. I'm going to put it in the end of uh, Caution. Maybe change it up a little bit to keep up with the times." But yeah, that that sounds like textbook Fleetwood Mac at the very end of it. They'll rip that it, it, when they when we have shows again. They'll rip uh, my own soul's warning straight into caution because it's the single like they yeah. do with the man, and then they'll play somebody told me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, all time um, Zeus voice from Brandon, the king of the Zeus voice. But this is a great Zeus voice uh, showing from from our king Brandon. Oh yeah, and there's there is some phenomenal tease this for later in the in the album. Some phenomenal Brandonisms on this album <laughs> that, I, that I love. Uh, next, we've got Lightning Fields. So note about this features a uh, a woman named Katie Lang, who I'd never heard of before. Nope. Turns out she's very popular in Canada and not in America, which is why I hadn't heard of her. 
Uh, she is a one of the genres on her Wikipedia page uh, is called cowpunk. <laughs> I did not know that cowpunk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, apparently it's like it's just country punk, but. They call okay. it cow punk, and I think that's hilarious. That's so cool. I'm going to uh, start calling country just cow now. That's like... Doesn't this remind you? So Lightning Fields. Lightning Fields is one of the three that I'm like, oh, that might be one of the th- one of the worst, so, but it's so, also it's also really good. So not to, not, not to like totally steal your thunder here and not to spoil what I'm going to say going forward. Not to steal I, my lightning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in your Lightning Fields. Uh, this is one of three songs that I'm not as high on on the album that probably takes it down a couple, you know, pegs for me. Um, it's the first of three songs in a row. The next three songs I'm not crazy about. Really? It, it loses momentum okay. a little bit um, here. So I'd say... We'll Start, get starting here, it loses a bit of momentum. It, it picks think, up at the end, but... So I was, I was out uh, to brunch the other day, and a song came on, and it was a Springsteen song, but I stopped, and I was like... I like couldn't tell what it was because I thought it was Lightning Fields because Lightning Fields is a Springsteen song. <laughs> <laughs> and then you listen a little bit closer and you're like, oh, wait, no, that's Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's the Springsteen equation, like some some aerial event. And then you just combine it with a with a geographic location and then say the word love a lot and then have a woman sing at the end of it. <laughs> Susie's in all denim again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a. Uh, like Aurora Borealis Quincy Quarry. <laughs> Foreman won't let me play saxophone on, on, the, on, on the floor. I can't even get it. Time card punched a hole in the wrong spot. <laughs> Meet me downtown, parentheses, Reagan stole my pension. Unions making me vote Democrat. <laughs> Busted unions ain't no good. <laughs> Thinking about motorcycles. <laughs> I, I hate that I know all five of those fake songs off the top of my head from that tweet. <laughs> uh, and I will say, so I'm my third. That tweet again. <laughs> thinking of those. So my Fire and Bone would be the third one that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, I'm not and crazy I... about Fire and Bone. That that was released as a single, was it? Not? It was the second one too. Yeah, and I'm not bizarre, sure. bizarre choice for a second single. However. The bass on it is phenomenal. Yeah, good bass. I'll say that. And there's Mother definitely some Brandonisms. I love fire and bone. About fire. And then you hear yeah. and then you hear Brandon Way in the background. About fire and bone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I'm sticking with my take uh, when I first heard it. I, I'm not crazy about this. This is probably my least favorite song in the album, honestly. This, yeah, this that's probably my, what I'd say, too. Mm, I'm not crazy about it at all. So you think Running Toward a Place next track is your third? Is your third of your three? Yeah, I'm not crazy about it i'm playing it back into my hub phone just to make sure i got it like it's kind of a it's not bad it's, it's I, certainly I, not bad I and really fire like bone it. isn't bad either but it's just kind of it's so kind of like, meh it's kind of like you with the lindsey buckingham thing uh upon listening to this song and i did the same thing with uh i believe my own soul's warning i texted you about this at the time uh I said, oh, this sounds like a song by the band The War on Drugs. And then I check, and it was both produced and co-written by a member of the band The War on Drugs, hence why it sounds like that. This so, song... Bum, 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 like that, yeah, that, that's this, definitely this War on Drugs. Running Toward a Place is a War on Drugs song. It is hand... Like, it, like, not only is it literally, like, Running Toward a Place, they have a song called Thinking of a Place, and the, the way they sing the words Running Towards a Place and Thinking of a Place is exactly the same. The melody is the exact same on it, but also the bass line is the exact same on it. 
not from not from the song uh, "Thinking of a Place," but the War on Drugs have a different song that the bass line. I believe it's called "Strangest Thing," and the bass line is the exact same thing. They literally just took like the puzzle pieces of War on Drugs songs and put them yeah, together. The, in the, song. the, the synths are, are War on Drugsy. You can kind of feel that. I just like, yeah. It's again, it's not bad. It's it's a very not baseline in the sense that it has a good baseline, but it's very just kind of like like level like baseline kind of song like you, you call it the running towards a place line like do you like it more or less than, than you like uh running towards a place if, if that makes sense it's, i'm just not crazy about it it, it doesn't it's it just kind of there i feel in, in in the album i don't know how else to explain i'm probably doing a bad job doing it and the listener or or, or or the viewer as we so like to call them probably not loving my explanation of it it just mm-hmm. it, it does it definitely does have the um war on drugs thing now that you bring it up though um, and maybe I'll run it back and I'll like it a little bit more. I'm just not totally nuts about it at, at this moment, at this moment in time. Uh, so three more. We've got My God, which Love is... Love this one. My God, what a great song, folks. Haha, <laughs> send tweet. My, it is a certified bop, for sure. Uh, it, it features the band Way's Blood on it. I don't know if you've listened to Way's Blood before. They had an album last year called Titanic Rising, I want to say. That was very good. Um, now, a little history of the band Way's Blood for you, Fitzo. Uh, they're... It's just one girl. It's like a bleacher situation. Like her name's Natalie Mearing. Mearing. Uh, she goes by Way's Blood uh, when she's on stage, and she is a former member of the band Jackie O Motherfucker. Hell of a band name. Um, their genre oh, listed. I know Jackie O Motherfucker. We used to implode some mirages over on L Street. <laughs> <laughs> so some genres for Jackie O Motherfucker. It just says drone. Uh. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. It, that's what it says. Uh, improvisational. That Improv- is a band who whom improvises. Uh, and that's comedy. space rock and psychedelic folk. So they, that's, they sound like they rule. Yeah, sounds like it's an f- epic sounding song. Just like a big again, like that's what the Killers do best—the big kind of epic, like maximalist kind of stuff. They don't do subtle subtlety too well. But that's okay, you know what I mean? You don't need them to be subtle. They don't need to be, you know, a, a quirky kind of this, this subtle type of This band. does feel like it could break out and as like a, a dance bit in a rom-com. Like if, you, like if you took this song, and there's another song that we'll talk about a little bit that fits this description as well, and you, you dubbed it over the scene in 500 Days of Summer when Joseph Gordon-Levitt starts dancing around the fountain in the pond and the little bird, like the animated bird in the in the live-action movie, comes and lands on his arm. Like, I could picture people just breaking into this uh, and singing My God. My God is phenomenal. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. The echo, the, the echo is on it. Again, the epicness of it. It sounds not to sound like I'm a 2009 internet poster, epic bacon for the win, um, rawr, all that kind of stuff. But that... That is, it's it's a big kind of maximalist song, and I enjoy it very much. I do think that a lot of I could see me drunkenly singing these songs in uh, bars, and, most of them. And no most one knows these what songs. the hell you're singing. You just what the hell is that? But I'm fucking loving it though. Why? What, what I, is he doing a, with a shirt off on top of the bar? <laughs> <laughs> that was a big uh, back when going to bars was a thing. And even remember, the ones that are open that. now don't have pool tables open. But I used to just like I'd have I'd almost use the built the the pool stick as a prop, and I would just be like dancing around the table in between turns the whole time, mainly That's because I would I would usually have the jukebox. Oh yeah, oh yeah, singing into it everything. Uh, that, that, that's how COVID started. And then we've got when the dreams run dry, and I will have to tell you, 
this makes me think of a certain lyric. So when the dreams run dry on this Killers album, uh, 2008, the Killers have a song called A Dustland Fairy Tale, which ends with the lyric, when the dreams, where the dreams all hide. Did I butcher that? That's where the dreams all hide. Yep. Oh, where the wind don't blow. Yep. Where the dreams, no, they say where the, do they say die maybe? I forget. Uh, but that was the first thing I thought of when I'm I saw that. looking it up, just because now, 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 now I'm second-guessing myself. Well, only, and I'm, I'm sure you knew this already, because we did a whole episode on it, but this is only the second time in music history this has happened, Fitz. Do you know the first time that a band has referenced a previous one of their songs where the uh, dreams, on a song? Where the dreams roll high. Okay, you're probably looking at a different thing then. It appears that there is some controversy within uh-huh. the Killers community amongst what that lyric is. You're telling me that there's a discrepancy in what a killer's lyric is on their 2008 album Day and Age. Yes. I've never, that's never once happened before. There's a discrepancy in the Halsey community right now. Did you know this? No, this is my Halsey <laughs> voice. <laughs> I'm not even going to finish my story. That was, that was funnier. Tell it. It's about whether now Evan Peters was a good, was a good, uh, was a good Quicksilver or not. And the answer? No. No, it isn't. <laughs> Welcome to my kitchen. Him, him doing Take On Me was uh, very funny in Days of Future Past as well. I don't have a Halsey bit ready, though. I'll work on my Halsey voice for next time. <laughs> You're a big Halsey guy. Oh, yeah. So I, I actually, I will have to say, Where the Dreams Run Dry probably uh, see, has... See, this other one says, uh, Where the Dreams All Hide, like hide and seek. Uh, Metro where the lyrics, Dreams so. All Hide. That sounds, uh, that sounds it more might right. be one of, So... This this song probably has my favorite part of the album on it, and it is right at the end of it where the outro. It's another one. It kind of starts slower. I would admit, if they didn't, when I was listening to it, I was like kind of disappointed because it's in a part of the album that I was like, normally there are like, you know, your uh, your your why do I keep counting's are in this part of the album, and those are a lot of you know I love that song. Uh, your your uh, Miss Atomic Bombs are in this part of the album. It's like that's. That's what I'm looking for here. Uh, mm-hmm. Your the callings are in this part of the album, and the outro saves it. We'll just follow the moon to the stars, to the sun, to the ground, and around and around. And I love that part of it. Incredible end to the album. Uh, you know, that's the final track there. There's nothing else there. Uh, you know, you go out on top with the best lyrics on the album. And You're then talking- there's another. And then there's another song. I was gonna say. I was like, <laughs> there, there's. I was like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. yeah so that this would be well l- l- let me let me your your thoughts on uh when the dreams run dry i think it's very solid i think it's a it's what penultimate is the word great album closer right <laughs> <laughs> do not like in the song imploding the mirage i like when the dreams run dry like it's a no, i like that i, outro I too. like imploding the mirage but it, it feels should, like it should not be the ending of the album yes I, it should I, not I be with you. When, so when you, I, I think that this is the lyrical apex of the album is the outro to when the dreams run dry. I feel like it feels like the album ends when that song ends. And then also, I don't know if this is a mixing thing, but the song imploding the mirage, the 10th song of the album, the last one, it, it sounds like it kind of just like cuts in abruptly. And it, it, it feels like a, if you view it as an epilogue, maybe that makes this part easier. But I, I also, maybe. but the thing is I'm, I'm, I'm such like, sitting on the fence right now because I also don't know where I would put it in the rest of the album. Like it feels, I, it like, feels a, like it should be like the fifth song or the sixth song. You know sure. what I mean? I also hate when the, the title track is smack in the middle of the album. I can't be pleased. I literally just can't be pleased with this right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
out of bonus track. Should have done most. It, it feels like it, it feels track. like the last song in on, on Graceland by Paul Simon. Like that. That's the like. Sure. But all around the world, it, it it's like it's good, but it just doesn't feel like a album closer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um. I always want to die. Sometimes that feels like the end of the album. Like that feels right. like that's it. Um, I know, and I, I do. I I think like especially the and again and again. Yeah. And again, lost like in, that just lost, that feels like it. Yeah, lost in the world on my beautiful dark twisted fantasies. Like that feels like the end. Like mm-hmm. that. Like everything coming to a head, wrapping it up. Uh, this again. This sounds like it could be slapped anywhere from like fourth to maybe seventh on the album out of ten. It's a good song. I do like it, and it's a. Nice Ronnie song. Brandon killing it per usual. I like the song. I just don't think it should be last. I, I at least um like sonically speaking, musically speaking, right? It just it just doesn't sound like it. Doesn't feel like it. Yeah, and I, I will have to say when I when I said earlier about the there are some great Brandonisms. Oh my, you and I are going to be singing. Uh, are going to be singing the song. Struck my name from the camouflage. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit time. <laughs> I was lost in the collage. <laughs> These are some very Bono level rhymes. He just like he just he he went to rhyme zone and he just typed in he just typed in Mirage and he was like, all right, let's just let's roll, you know, just work in as many of these as we can here. Dash I love it. this song. This song, I am I am I am like I am bopping up and down when I listen to this song. This is another one like Joseph Gordon Levitt in Five Hundred Days of Summer could have broken into this song with a bunch of random folks on the street and animated birds with him. Yeah, yeah, it just it doesn't feel like it should be the end of the album yeah it reminds me a lot of do you know how uh the black parade ends with uh famous last words but then there's like five minutes of silence and then that song blood plays yeah like it it feels a bit like that or also like the next my chemical romance album which ends and then they have that song vampire money that they just stuck at the end of it as a fuck you to the twilight series when they asked them to make a song for it (laughs) i did not know that actually i did not know Uh, sorry yeah, so this is so it, it's out of place, but it it's a really good song. It, it's really such like this is this is more of a nitpick than anything. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm being you know obtuse about it. Yeah. So if you so so best slash worst, you mine would be my own soul's warning is probably best. I'd say fire and bone worst. Um, I think I agree with you. Like tit for tat there. Yep. Not too and much then, disagreement there. The only disagreement you putting it as their second best album is crazy. And like talent. I said, I mean based on just going like. Every those ten songs, those are all better than Andy or a Star, than Believe Me Natalie, and Everything Will Be All Right. Believe Me Natalie's been catching some stray shots on Twitter we're talking about that. Lo- Believe Me Natalie's an elite killer. I love that song. It's been catching stray shots from who? Uh Sailor Tyranny. He has been he, he mentioned that the first five songs on Hot Fuss are great, and then it's just which is not your turn. I think, well, as you know, I am uh, I am a big, I am a, I fall victim to the a, to the A-side fallacy many, all the time. Uh, I think Hot Fuss is an example where, like, the A-side is the A-side. Like, there are, that first five is incredible. And then you have Change Your Mind Towards the End is awesome. You yep. have On Top, I think, is very good. And on Top is fantastic. And Midnight Show is great, too. Midnight Show is also very good. But again, three songs that are not as good as the that would not crack the top ten on this album. Disagree. Disagree. Of all those songs, smash that. What is it? The five, six, session, seven stretch there. I don't know. I, These uh, smashes well back. I would say. I don't know. It. 
Teach their own, the, I guess, but the point is worth making though that this like none of these songs, any of these songs would sound so fucking weird if they were on hot foot. Like imagine yeah. if they put imploding the mirage like right after all these things that I've done. <laughs> yeah. You, you talk about a quick I literally be like, wait, what? You talk about a real quick change of pace. Yeah, it's not dark anymore. That's what I was saying about bubblegum earlier. It's like you took uh the like if you like if you took the Dark Knight and you had Lord and Miller write it instead. And then it's just <laughs> Will Arnett as Batman. <laughs> like that that's sort of what we have going here. Like it's it's the uh it's the uh like what's the what's the train track movie with Will Wheaton? It's like the Stand By Me oh, remix. Yeah. The Stand By Me train! remix to Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Another train! <laughs> but it's just Brandon airing out his marriage with his wife. Well, uh, one thing I was thinking, like, when they tour this, like, if this gets, like, I mean, they have a song that made the top 40 off of it. I think it's being received very well. I don't know how long their sets are going to be, but, like, I could see them playing this whole album, every show, while they're just on that tour, while they're supporting it. Like, how long one through the 10, album? 42 About minutes. 42 minutes and four seconds, mind you. Yeah. Um, they could do that, and then literally, and then do, like, eight to ten songs, greatest hits set. They'll play five from this. They'll play this. Or they'll they'll play, play more um, than my last one. Worn. They'll play Caution. They'll play Imploding the Mirage. They'll play um, They'll play uh, Dying Breed. And then they'll play one of the, you know, you know Field of Choice. Maybe they'll do Blowback. Maybe they'll do um, My God. Maybe they'll do When the Dreams Run Dry. When the Dreams Run Dry. They'll, they'll play like five or six. I definitely would be disappointed if I went to a show on this tour and they, like, didn't really play it like wonderful wonderful when we saw them on the wonderful wonderful tour they opened with wonderful wonderful the uh lead track they played the man they played run for cover i think they played rut and they played so they played five i think there were 10 or 11 songs that so they played five i guess that's some, a lot some of those they shows they, 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 they didn't play the ones i wanted okay yeah exactly right yeah i saw them twice on that tour and they didn't play tyson v douglas it's clearly the best song on the album so Oh, they play so, for cover too. So good chance you don't get it going forward. Yeah, so I'm never going to see it now, and I'll never see Sam's Town unless I go and see them in Vegas, which I will do at one point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's, uh, well, yeah. What are you giving this? I was going to say a little trans, little bat, Batman. Can you edit in a Batman transition here? Uh, bat scale. I think we're up to eleven now, and now they're like uh, all of them are being cast again <laughs> because of all the shit DC's doing. Um, I will say. I'll give it a 10 out of 11. Are we at 11? Yeah, we're at 11. Okay. I'll give it a, what I would probably give it a high 70s, low 80s on a 10. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a solid 8.3 out of 11. Mm-hmm. I think that, that, that translates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that it, It's in the eights. 10. I don't know about we're that. Doing, we're doing point threes now. Yeah. I, I've always done the kind of, you know, not whole number scoring. I take issue with that at a I moral, at a moral level. Issue. I take issue with your <laughs> oh, issue. Oh, you, know, you know what I meant to do? I was going to wear a mask this whole show. Literally no one literally no one noticed. I wore a mask the whole show and nobody even had a clue. Literally no one noticed. Because I can't put it around my... Oh, it's the only time that's ever happened. that up real good. With the exception, <laughs> of course, of when yeah. uh, the song I took a, hit, hit, uh, took a pill in a BZ. I, I fucked up the joke. But I that's, that's it. I barely, I barely landed it earlier. So, somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. Seventeen tracks. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm breaking my back just to know your name. She 
was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running Didn't make sense not to live for fun Your brain gets smart but your head gets dumb So much to do, so much to see So what's wrong with taking the back streets? You'll never know if you don't go You'll never shine if you don't glow Never thought I'd let a rumor ruin my moonlight Somebody wants to You're an all-star, get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid It's a cool place, and they say it gets colder Cause heaven ain't close in a place like this Let the media men beg to differ Judging by the hole in the satellite picture Cause heaven ain't close in a place like this I said I heaven ain't close in a place like this The ice cream skate is getting pretty thin The water's getting warm, so you might as well swim The world's on fire, how about yours? That's the way I like it and I'll never get bored Never thought I'd better remember You're an all-star, get your game on, go play Hey now, you're a rock star, get the show on, get paid And all that glitters is gold Only shooting stars Rushing, rushing around Get the show on, get paid And all that glitter is gold Only shooting stars break the mold 